We're glad to have Kevin Holden, the sports director of CBS 58 in Milwaukee, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Kevin, how you doing, buddy? Man, I, I'm good. I don't know if, I've, uh, if I'm as good as you are right now. I think, I think you're, you're seeing that weekend ahead, aren't you? I am seeing the weekend. I got a long weekend because on Monday I'm going to be off and playing in a charity golf outing. So I got some friends coming into town. I'm excited. I'm I'm looking forward to the weekend. You know what? We've only got so many good weekends left now that you think about it, you know? Yeah, September is literally right around the corner, and we were making plans the other day at work into October. So, yeah, you man, you know you've got to enjoy it while you can. I'm, I'm hoping to do the same thing, especially Labor Day weekend. Uh, you, you got to get this in while you can. That's the truth. Um, let's talk Brewers baseball first and foremost. Uh, we're now at 30 games. So give me your thoughts. I, um, I have, I have tried to be optimistic about the offense of this team. I've, I've tried to say, and Craig Council said similar things in recent days that, uh, you, you have, you have guys in the lineup who've had some successes at the big league level. And those are guys that are hitting, you know, a buck 75 for your lineup right now. And you know that that can't hold over the course of a full season. The the problem and the thing that's starting to eat at me a little bit is watching this team yesterday. That's two games against the Reds and two just terrible offensive performances. The problem is there's only a month to go. So, uh, you know, you could say over the course of six months that a, that a hitter can, you know, overcome a slump, but uh, it's only a month to go. So, you know, a lot of things can happen in a month. Hopefully this offense – catches fire i think there are plenty of reasons to feel good about the pitching staff and i feel like christian yelich in september would be the closest thing to a lock that you have but he just needs a little bit of help and it can't just be omar narvaez and justin smoke there's got to be some other guys up and down that lineup that have got to help so i you know i want this team to make the playoffs i think it'd be great but they need to hit and they need to hit right now um i wanted to uh I don't know. Have you – there's so many offensive questions I can ask you. And, I mean, obviously you're going to get Lorenzo Cain back next year. You're coming up on the trade deadline. You know you're not getting power numbers out of first and third. You know that everybody is pretty much, for the most part, down. Uh, we were talking earlier with with Tim Allen, host of the Baseball Postgame Show. He said the only thing you can do at this point in time probably is just tinker with the lineup. Is that about it? I, really, that's it. I mean, if, you, if you're talking about playing with the future – uh, then I would imagine the Brewers would, if they're if they're looking at making some kind of major swaps, then it might be for someone whose contract isn't expiring at the end of this year. I don't know how many eggs you want to put into the 2020 basket just because of how strange and odd the whole situation is and how eight teams in the National League make the playoffs. You could improve your club, but I think how you do that this year is to look to 2021 and 2022 as well. Other than that, yeah, you you mess around a little bit with uh, with positions, with guys in the order, um, and and it's it is tough to do. And I, I'll say that that the absence of Lorenzo Kane, I respect the decision, but the absence of Lorenzo Kane is a tough one for this lineup because I feel like a veteran who has been through uh, post seasons and through to the World Series in years past would do a really good benefit for this team. I mean, you, you had 2018 here, but Lorenzo Kane has made it to the World Series. And uh, I feel like he would have been a huge addition in this very odd year where you're looking for some kind of stability, not just offensively, but in your clubhouse, too. What about the pitching staff overall, in your opinion? You know, i, I got to say, it, it's funny because we, we, when you asked that question, 
you could name the year and I could cue up the answer on a record. You know, I could just say, right. it's always the problem with the pitching staff is they can't afford the best pitchers in the league. And they, you know, there's been trouble developing a staff. I think they've developed something pretty fun. I like this to me has been one of the more optimistic years from a pitching standpoint that I can remember. Brandon Woodruff has become an ace. I think that's pretty well established at this point. Uh, I'm excited by what I see from Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta. Their development has been good. Craig Council handles the pitching staff well. He gets, to me, he gets the most out of his pitching staff of any manager in the game. And that's, that's got to be something that makes Brewers fans happy because, again, pitching has been a sore spot for decades. Uh, I, I even think, uh, you know, in the bullpen setting up, Josh Hader's been good, and, of course, Hader's been electric. He's been terrific. Uh, that's so weird to say in any year, but especially in 2020. The, the pitching is the part of this that I've looked forward to, uh, you know, the most, definitely more than the offense. So, for once, I don't, I'm not that concerned about it. Maybe you tinker with the bottom end of the rotation, but – I feel like the combination of talent and council's uh, skill in managing the staff makes them a lot of fun to watch. What do you think come uh, you know come the trade deadline? What do you think happens, if anything, with the Milwaukee Brewers? I mean, I know David Stearns will be on the phone. He's you know that that's his nature. He'll be he'll be looking into anything and everything. I think if anything happens, the Brewers maybe there's a little bit of a chance that they're sellers just because you can. You can swap some of the veterans on the roster to teams that, that need somebody uh, that really you know, feel like they could make that, that stretch or that shot at a World Series. I think it's just such an odd trade deadline because you have 30, 30 days to the end, less than 30 now until the end of the season, and you've had 30 days since the beginning. So it's really difficult to gauge. You know, when you have a standard season and you've had four months leading into the trade deadline, you have an established group of teams that are sellers, an established group of teams that are buyers, and then a handful of teams that are in between. But almost anybody can make the case. Teams with losing records can make the case to be buyers. And, uh, and so that I think that clouds the market a little bit, not just in terms of how the Brewers view themselves, but how their potential trade partners view themselves. I think there might be fewer trade partners. So. Again, if anything happens, uh, it maybe it's something for, for the next couple of years. I don't see any blockbusters this year. Talking with Kevin Holden of CBS 58. Uh, and, and sticking with uh, the Brewers, and then I do want to talk a little bucks, but sticking with the Brewers, um, do you expect the trade deadline as a whole to be busy? I See, I just don't with, – with so much at stake, you don't know what the, the future is going to hold when it comes to salaries in baseball because of what we're going through this season and how, how big of a ramification it's going to be. I don't know if I see teams taking on salary or trading away prospects or what have you because of the value that they may hold in the near future. Yeah, you raise a great point, and, and it leads to another couple of great points. There's uncertainty on a lot of different fronts. Major League Baseball is headed for – what's going to undoubtedly be an unbelievably nasty labor situation. They're already eliminating a quarter of the minor leagues, so you really don't know exactly how that will look, how the minor league system will look going forward. Clearly there will be less than there was before. Uh, the, the salary thing that you mentioned is, is a, a completely legitimate point. So it is tough. If you're a baseball general manager, it's extremely difficult to look in your crystal ball and figure out what your universe will look like in 2021, 2022, on the other side of the labor agreement when they finally get it done. Uh, yeah, so that, I think that does 
factor in here to 2020. This, you know, we, we say about baseball, and we say it every year that it's a marathon, not a sprint, because that's a way to keep from getting too concerned about a few games. I think 2020 is a sprint, and uh, it's it will change how GMs handle the trade deadline, among many other things. Uh, real quick before I let you go, I do want to go over to Bucks basketball. So the Bucks, uh, they begin the initial protest. The NBA shuts down for a couple of days, getting back at it. We haven't seen a schedule for tomorrow yet, have we? No, I haven't uh, at this point. No, I know that okay. uh, that the idea was for them to yeah to try to play Saturday, but no, nothing yet. So we understand they're going to be playing on Saturday. Now, the, here's the question. The, the Bucks, for all intents and purposes, should close out the Orlando Magic. Coming up, how much trepidation do you have about this Miami Heat team who's matched up well with them uh, in, in this particular year? Yeah, a little bit. I, it's funny because if you asked me that at the start of the playoffs, I'd say, you know, the, the Bucks have a little more experience in the postseason. What they did last year factors in. But watching what the Heat did in that opening round playoff series raised a couple of eyebrows. They've got a, you know, obviously dangerous combination. They have guys on that team that the the local folks know very well, Whitnell's Tyler Harrow, and of course, uh, uh, Jimmy Butler, who went to Marquette. So they, they, they're dangerous, but they're also really hot. I, and, and I don't know what to make of the, of the layover. Again, there's this time lag now that's happened because the heat swept their series and the bucks are still playing in theirs. Uh, if that Bucks series had ended on Wednesday, then both teams would have had about equal rest. Now that's going to change because the Bucks could close out the Magic and turn right back around and play the Heat. So you have the old, you know, the old football rust versus rest thing is about to happen. The, the Bucks are going to come in having played recently. The Heat will come in with several days of rest. If that plays against the Bucks, then I'm really nervous. If not, if the if the uh, the the, the uh, rust thing is worse than rest. I don't feel quite as bad, but I think the Heat are a worthy second round opponent. It will be a fun series to watch. Good stuff as always. You enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk again soon. Okay, man, I can't wait. You keep this sun out here. I'm going to find a baseball game. I'm going to go create a baseball game if I have to to go watch. As long as you don't pull nothing, break nothing, slip nothing, you're good to go. <laughs> That's a all cool right, one. buddy. <laughs> We'll talk to you soon. Kevin Holden from CBS 58 joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been doing it. Call them 844 Pride or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844 Pride or go to schneiderjobs.com.